I think that's the reason why we have to create systems for anything, especially the things that don't come naturally to us, the things that we don't really want to do, but we know we should be doing. And I think content creation, writing articles, recording videos, for most of us who don't really enjoy doing it intrinsically, but we know it's the right thing to do. And like fitness, nothing bad happens if you don't go to the gym today or even this week or maybe even this month. But if that becomes the bad habit of not going to the gym or not creating the content over a period of time, bad things result. Conversely, the good habits lead to good results. Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help consultants, coaches, entrepreneurs, and small business owners build their business after a long career as an employed professional. We believe you should be able to do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Khan. Today on Smashing the Plateau, I'm speaking with the co-founder of Video Socials, Vikram Rajan. In today's episode, you will learn how you can use an easy system to create video content that can increase your word of mouth referrals. Stay with us to hear all the details. Do you struggle to take consistent action on things like creating consistent content? How do you feel about your business building progress? Would you like to be part of a structured, supportive process to help you implement ideas that you know will help you move the needle toward your goals? As a member of the Smashing the Plateau community, you'll have access to a structured process for growth. You'll also be a member of a community that's built to be a safe, caring place where inclusive, direct, active, and empowering conversations are welcome. Inside the Smashing the Plateau community, you'll find a range of tools and resources to support you as an entrepreneur, access to experts, and answers to your burning questions. If you're committed to getting your consulting, coaching, or small business to grow on your own terms, so that you can deliver great results to your ideal clients while supporting the lifestyle you want and you don't want to do it alone, apply to become a member of the Smashing the Plateau community. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Vikram Rajan. Vikram is the co-founder of Video Socials, a video blogging system for lawyers, accountants, consultants, and coaches. He's also the founder of its VIP service, Video Interview Podcast, management for those who want to just show up at showtime and have all the time-consuming, annoying stuff done for them. Vikram, welcome to the show. David, thank you for having me on. My pleasure. Tell me a little bit about your career and what led you to start Video Socials. It was just a kind of a a series of uh, natural events, so to speak, uh, of business. I started off as a a marketing consultant one-on-one after working alongside my father, who is a management consultant, and I kind of learned the ropes of consulting from him, but I wanted to focus more on marketing. And so I basically turned to his referral relationships, who are mainly lawyers and accountants. And since uh, they had essentially seen me grow up with my father, a few of them trusted me when I was a very young adult uh, to become my first set of clients. And I stuck with the world of lawyers, accountants, and consultants ever since. And very quickly realized that as a one-on-one marketing consultant, uh, there was very little leverage of my time. And so as I got busy, I needed to bring on someone else uh, who is my current business partner, Mark Bullock. So he and I uh, joined forces and we created a great partnership. I essentially filled up his book of business 
And then we had to kind of scratch our heads, what's next as he was busy. And so we created a service called Phone Blogger, wherein we interview our clients over the phone and turn what they say into optimized articles, written articles for their blogs, their email newsletters, their social media. And uh, literally just starting another phone blogger client uh, this Wednesday, spoke to her this morning. She's uh, an IP attorney here in the New York City area. So that's growing and we have staff uh, that essentially handles our phone blogger clients. But as the world of video started taking over the internet, uh, we had to scratch our heads again. Uh, This was before COVID. So 2017, I want to say, is when Facebook uh, announced that they were changing their algorithm to prioritize video in their uh, social media feed. And then the following year, 2018, uh, that's when LinkedIn followed suit. And we're much more of a LinkedIn crowd. And so when LinkedIn started prioritizing video posts, that's that's when we knew we needed to get serious to help our clients uh, with the world of video blogging. And they basically did not want to be on video. Uh, this was before COVID. So the concept of them being in front of a webcam all day or at all was completely foreign and uncomfortable. So we needed to find a way, much like Phone Blogger is a convenient way to essentially author written articles, we needed to find a convenient way, if not a fun way, to bring our kind of clients onto video and into the world of video blogging. We said, what if we did kind of like a Toastmasters type group or mastermind, a networking group type style and did it on Zoom? And again, this was before COVID, BC, so people didn't really know what Zoom was. And we said, well, click this link and you'll, you'll kind of join everyone. And you know, now, of course, we're all familiar with the concept. And so we kind of treated it like a networking group, except that instead of an elevator pitch per se or what you do for a living, uh, people went around and these were our initial phone blogger clients. So they knew the un- they understood the concept of talking about an article uh, for a couple of minutes we said, great, but just make sure you stare into that webcam so you're making eye contact. And then after they record their two to three minute video blog, uh, which we recorded for them, of course, they would then get feedback from one of their peers of what they said well, what they could have said differently or, or say it in a different way. And then, of course, who do I know that it can share your video with would come out. And so that natural sharing came uh, to pass where it turned into more of a community than even a service, which of course the service is there. So part one of video socials are our video blogging clubs. And then we realized that we need to help our clients get these videos posted and optimized with captions and a headline and end screen with their attorney advertising disclaimers and all that stuff. And so we hired programmers to create custom software. And so here, long story uh, to a short question, here we are with video socials now with uh, video blogging clubs and our brander app that essentially automatically posts videos uh, onto our clients' own Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and WordPress website. Uh, So it's video blogging together, on and done. Vikram, what did you learn about marketing to a specific niche? Because it sounds like you were doing that from the beginning, yeah. and it's something that many solo or very small businesses really struggle with. I'm really curious to hear how you approach marketing to a specific niche. I love it. I think it makes marketing and traction that much more easy, especially if you work with the type of clients that talk to each other and want to share resources as attorneys do. Attorneys are very specialized. They actually can't even use that word, but they nonetheless are specialized like doctors where they are constantly referring each other 
And so they are their best referral relationships. So they're constantly networking and sharing resources. And we go along for the ride. So as we do a good job for our clients, they become our raving fans. And they themselves are part of a community, professional associations, literally. And so you can't be too niched because even within the world of lawyers, there are specializations and they have their own special bar associations, et cetera. Not advocating necessarily people focus only on the legal niche, but any kind of niche market, I think it makes marketing and word of mouth that much more faster and easier. Right. How does it make it easier to identify a particular pain point that you, where you're going to create a solution? Well, I mean, there's a natural market research aspect where you know the easiest to find out the pain point is to really ask your prospective clients or ask your clients. But there is some to some degree you have to kind of skate to where the puck is and you have to somewhat predict uh, what their pain point will be. You know, it, it's the understanding that, you know, horse and buggy to a car that no one would have really asked for a horseless wagon per se. They just said they wanted more horses on their wagon. And, and, and to some degree, we still use horsepower for that reason. And likewise, I think there's that famous anecdote of Steve Jobs talking about the iPod and that, you know, people just wanted more and more songs on their Sony Walkman. And so he had to figure out a way to help people understand that they just don't want a bigger Walkman. They just wanted a, an easier way of storing more and more songs. And here we have the iPod and, and all its evolutions. So we have to kind of predict, which is kind of what video socials is, is kind of predicting, knowing that our clients didn't want to be on video, but we knew it was the right thing for them. And it's a good thing that we started in 2019 because we kind of rode the wave. One good thing, at least, that came from COVID was people knew that they needed to be on video and we grew because of that. So it's easier to kind of understand and study your clients either from first market research, first person market research of them telling you or kind of seeing, you know, reading the tea leaves, so to speak, and kind of seeing what's the patterns. If I think if our clients were in completely different industries, it's harder to notice those patterns. Our clients, you know, they're not only attorneys, we work with consultants and accountants and financial advisors, but they're all very similar in, in the sense of professional services and subject matter experts, et cetera, as opposed to working with HVAC or retail and restaurants and then also lawyers. I know some agencies do that. I just don't know how they're able to really find the patterns in that. Right. I think actually that's really brilliant that by focusing on a particular niche, it makes it much easier for you to find the patterns. I think so. It, it's kind of the, the efficient way out of it. Right. Let's talk a little bit about your target market and, mm -hmm. and their pain points. When you're selling your expertise, why is content creation an important marketing activity? Well, I think historically, it's not necessarily the content marketing per se that they want. You know, again, it goes to another kind of cliche that nobody buys the drill, they buy the hole. And in that concept, content marketing is a means to an end. For them, they recognize that word of mouth referrals is not literally the end. I think the end point is, of course, client acquisition. But at least when they think of marketing, they would even sometimes uh, say, and to this day, they'll say, oh, I don't do any marketing. I only I uh, get everything through word of mouth referrals. And, you know, I don't want to necessarily correct the prospect, but getting word of mouth referrals is marketing. Like, how do you, so I'll ask, well, how do you get word of mouth referrals? And then they'll answer and they'll give you they're basically all their marketing plans. And in that sense, content helps our clients get shared more effectively and more easily, more efficiently, really through social media, but through their website, through email, and even person, person to person, face to face, content enables a conversation. 
and referrals. And so for us, you know, content marketing can be used in a lot of different ways, as you noted, right? So one aspect of content marketing is search engine optimization, SEO, getting high up on Google. And inevitably, our clients benefit from the SEO benefits of content marketing. But our focus is really on the word of mouth referrals, because if our kind of clients, they're boutique firms, they're not getting their clients from the proverbial yellow pages, either literally yellow pages or figuratively from Google's version of the modern yellow pages, but rather they're getting it from word of mouth. Uh, usually there's always those kind of legacy and legendary stories of like, hey, yeah, I got a client from Google and that's cool. But by and large, they're getting it from, let's say, other attorneys or their past clients or even current clients and content essentially greases the wheels, greases the gears of word of mouth. Yeah. So how does content grease the wheels? I think by it gives other people a reason to talk about you and a reason to share you with others. You know, it, there's no reason for me to suddenly start talking about my IP attorney or start talking about the IP attorney that I know, especially to a population that, uh, unless you ask me, like, hey, do you know an IP attorney? Okay, that makes sense. I'll bring it up. Uh, that's a kind of a reactive referral. You know, Dr. Ivan Meisner, who started that very large networking group called BNI, has a concept of reactive referrals, that kind of response versus proactive referrals, bringing things up. But then there's even the preactive concept. The word preactive is a word of bringing it up to an audience uh, predictably, saying, you know, most likely these people will want it. And social media sharing is kind of that way where you're uh, sharing someone because you think someone else will find the same insight that you got from that person who wrote the article or recorded the video blog. So to answer your point, it basically enables me to bring you up through content when otherwise, ordinarily, I may A, have forgotten about you out of sight, out of mind. Or if I did see you or saw your name only, there's no reason for me to now bring you up to others or even for me to think about how I can utilize your service for myself. But when you've given me a nugget of knowledge, it's an aha moment. It's like, huh, I never thought about it that way. And so for me, you know, it could be a, I could be a prospect or I could be a referral source and share someone else. So conversely, that's really what you're doing when you're sharing content with others. You're basically giving them the easy ability to share you with others. Right. And I, I love the way you have broken it down into reactive marketing, proactive marketing, and preactive, pre-active. marketing. Right. Yeah. So why is it important to have a system for creating content if you're focusing on preactive marketing? Yeah, I think you know, ultimately a, a system is an inanimate way of talking about habits. And for us, a personal system hopefully becomes a habit in the beginning before it becomes a, an alpha rhythm habit where we do things you know, unconsciously without thinking, where it's just kind of a, a part of our rhythm. You know, I think about fitness. Uh, for some people, they grew up playing sports. They grew up watching sports. For them to pick up a basketball and, and play ball on the weekends, that's normal, natural, and habit to the point of a, a good addiction where if they don't do it, they feel unfulfilled. I am not that person. Uh, for me, I've always had to force myself to get into the gym and create all sorts of constructs from hiring a fitness trainer or creating some other system, which basically means I need to force myself into the gym until I, you know, the, the endorphins and all the hormones, and I'm not a, a biologist to understand all of the mechanics, but I do know that I do feel good after going to the gym. I have to remind myself that. And that if once it becomes a habit, then kind of the system takes over. But 
I think that's the reason why we have to create systems for anything, especially the things that don't come naturally to us, the things that we don't really want to do, but we know we should be doing. And I think content creation, writing articles, recording videos, for most of us who don't really enjoy doing it intrinsically, but we know it's the right thing to do. And like fitness, nothing bad happens if you don't go to the gym today or even this week or maybe even this month. But if that becomes the bad habit of not going to the gym or not creating the content, over a period of time, bad things result. Conversely, the good habits lead to good results. And so we create a system for our clients where we know we want to keep it easy on their time and hopefully even fun so they are uh, productively addicted to the process. So basically it becomes fun and done for them and that they look forward to doing it as opposed to dreading or drudging because ultimately that's when procrastination sets in and we kind of find other things to do, which, you know, scrolling on social media is, uh, can be easily distractive and we're trying to get our clients to post on social media. Right. I want to go actually and dig a little deeper into the idea of creating a system for content creation. Yeah. There are a lot of different types of content. You know, you specialize primarily in video. There are a lot of different types of content and there are a lot of different channels for producing and distributing content. And there are a lot of different ways of creating systems for a business. How do you put all these pieces together and figure out what is the ideal system, particularly when it comes to getting started with content creation? So we first and foremost, we focus on video nowadays because that's what the algorithms want. Google owns YouTube, so Google prioritizes video in what we we in the marketing world have kind of dubbed position zero, meaning over and above even the first position because YouTube clips are above search engine results on a page. So that's first of all, all right, that's our goal. That's what we want to basically get our clients, quote unquote, addicted to, but in a good way, productive way. And so our concept was, how can we make it collaborative, cooperative, and uh, relationship focused since that's what they want also. And so we knew when we wanted to create video socials, we had the phone blogger system already in place. We still do, where it's a one-on-one telephone conversation and it's a rhythm where they know they're gonna have a phone call once a week with their editor or every other week with their editor, depending on how many articles they're producing. So it's a systematic appointment-driven concept. Same thing, we wanted something appointment-driven because if it's in their calendar, if it's in our calendar, we're more apt to do it as opposed to, I'll go to the gym whenever I feel like it and never actually going in because someone like me never feels like it. So if I have an appointment with a fitness trainer, even if I don't really feel like it, I'll do it. And then hopefully the the, the hormones will kick in and I'll like it. Uh, And then eventually I will like it if the trainer is good at his or her job. And so with us, the first beginning of the system is the appointment. You got to set aside time in your calendar. It's the only way things get done. So for us, it's like, well, what are we going to do in that appointment? We say 45 minutes. I actually originally wanted half an hour because I wanted it short and sweet. We had to extend it to 45 minutes. But I said, look, we can't have it more than an hour. We have to sit in front of a computer or a webcam for more than an hour. For me, it's just just horrible sounding. So now, of course, ironically, a year later, we spend all day on a webcam, uh, whether we wanted to or not. But nonetheless, 45-minute session, we wanted to purposely keep it small, about six, seven people at a time, because we knew that was very interactive 
and just the right number of people, kind of that magic number seven, where it was just the right amount of interactivity to keep it fun and interesting where people are learning from each other and sharing notes and feedback on each other's video blogs. But it wasn't so large that we ran out of time, but it wasn't so small where it was kind of a downer of energy. And so we just kind of arbitrarily picked kind of the number five to seven. There was no real science other than like, hey, let's try that. And it kind of made sense for it to be closer to seven and eight instead of five. And so that was kind of the makings of the system for us to know. And then we had to systematically manage what happens in the 45 minutes of how do we get people in the right mindset. So we begin ceremoniously, ritualistically with kind of, uh, we essentially have someone repeat kind of the, the motto and the, the credo of what we're here to do so that we basically are training our brain to go, all right, for these 45 minutes, we're in a room to create content, to create video blogs. And so we had to architect what a video blogging club is and was because there's no other thing. Now, luckily, we were able to watch and learn from other modalities. We're able to see what does Toastmasters do, which is essentially an in-person club to, uh, to help with public speaking. My business partner was president of one of the largest Toastmasters club out in Hawaii, the largest one in Hawaii. So we were able to kind of learn from their model. We we're able to learn from networking groups. We we're able to learn from mastermind coaching type community. And so we didn't just make things up. We synthesized from prior models, knowing that, all right, this is how a meeting can probably go. And you know, the first two, three months, it was a very much a learning and tweaking. And then we realized we needed that part too, as I mentioned, David, of, of we needed an automation system because like our clients were all dressed up with their videos, but nowhere to go with them. And for them, for us to kind of help them post the videos one-on-one -on -one became really arduous. We would do it for them. That became a hamster wheel that we didn't enjoy, so we had to figure out an automated way. So we had to learn from other systems, I guess would be an easy way for us to say it, and then tweak it to something that is much more catering to our type of clients and what they want, where it's fun, but not silly. Because these are serious topics. These are serious attorneys dealing with serious issues. But during the video itself, they're talking about very serious topics of matrimonial or bankruptcy or you know, real issues of IP, issues of business law. So these are not silly TikTok dance videos. These are substantive video blogs that are really about their expertise, but we clap for each other. And that's kind of one of those releases where it feels a little silly to do, but we all get into the spirit of clapping for each other because we are encouraging each other to do something that ordinarily left to our own time management, we probably wouldn't do. And that goes back to the habit making. Right, right. And I love, there's some elements of your system that are very different than many other systems for creating content on a consistent, repeated basis, which is that it's appointment-driven, it's mindset-driven, and in particular, it's driven by having a curated peer group that does learning and support together. Correct. I think those are great, great summaries. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. So, Vikram, what do you see coming up? Um, you know, now that that um, we're a few years into Facebook and then LinkedIn changing their algorithm to favor videos, and we're two and a half years into our change behavior as a result of COVID. What do you see coming up in the world of content creation for, particularly for um, experts and primarily solo experts? So I think there is a, a long-term on the horizon 
which I won't spend a lot of time, but we know it's coming. We know the metaverse is going to take over. We know virtual reality and aug- augmented reality is going to be there. Whether we like Zuckerberg or not, or agree with Facebook or not, politics aside or personality aside, you know these guys are visionaries. And we know inevitably, as hokey and weird as it sounds, the metaverse of living in a virtual reality world it sounds as weird and foreign as being on Zoom all day or being on our cell phones all day would have sounded to someone in the 1980s. We would have been like, this is ridiculous. So I'm not going to carry a briefcase and hold this giant briefcase uh, to my head. Uh, but here we are 20 years later where the devices have gone from a briefcase down to literally in our pocket. And so Oculus being one of those giant goggles uh, sounds and feels ridiculous, at least to me. But I think in, you know, I think in coming years, it will turn into something much more portable and, and usable. And I think it's going there. So that's like 10 years. But to closer to home, David, the reason we actually ended up creating a VIP service was really because of our members. We started noticing over the summer, last summer of 2021, a good percentage of our members started talking about their interview show that they had launched essentially unbeknownst to us. Not that they have to disclose all their marketing to us, but they didn't ask us permission, help, approval, idea, input. They just did it. They would basically have a Zoom meeting with someone and they would record it for YouTube. And they'd basically be interviewing one of their potential clients or referral relationships and it would become their web series or or their video show. They called it a variety thing, or they would just call it a podcast, even if it's not literally on the podcast platforms. And they would basically record a video blog about their latest episode. And that's how we started getting to know about their shows. And this was, they were not like one or two. This was literally like a good 10, 20% of our uh, members. And so it was very noticeable where it was time and time again, at least one or two people per club we started noticing a pattern. And then uh, coincidentally around the same time, our members started asking us for help of how do they get that YouTube video show into Apple Podcasts or how do they get their podcast into their email newsletter. And we started realizing that a lot of our clients, our members wanted to create this longer form content, but in the form of an interview, especially with their referral relationships, because it was a form of extended networking. And I think it was kind of sign of the times that they were kind of itching for more deeper networking, but they couldn't do it one-on-one. They couldn't do it face-to-face, I should say. Obviously, it's one-on-one, much like what we're doing, David, but they couldn't do it in person. And I think the craving was there to the point where so many did it on their own. And that's just our members, let alone this renaissance of podcasting uh, in general. And so as our members started asking us for help, you realize, I realized that well, my staff does everything for me and my show, pretty much running it where I show up at showtime. Why don't we just do that for our members? It, it was like a, a duh moment. It was like, duh, why don't we just, as my son would say, duh, why don't we just do it for our clients? And that's uh, when it occurred to us where, well, yes, we want it video-centric, it's video socials, but also because the algorithms, including YouTube, all want it to be video. We want it to be an interview. We don't want this just to be a, an extended blog or an extended video because, you know, two or three minutes of a talking head is okay, but at, when you get to something like a half an hour, like much like we're doing, it's auditorily more interesting and visually more interesting when it's more than one voice. 
Uh, we see that on TV even. And that, of course, we want the podcast platforms uh, because that's a whole new marketing channel that we weren't opening up for our clients. And so uh, deliciously, that's spelled VIP, video interview podcast. And as a marketing guy and as a poet, it's irresistible for me to find a good uh, TLA, three-letter acronym. So VIP was born. So video socials, VIP, nice alliteration. We basically brought it up to our clients, kind of like, hey, why don't we just run this whole thing for you and you just show up at Showtime. And we did that in December of 21. By January, we're already running two or three podcasts. We're now up to almost 20 video interview podcasts for our clients. So I think to answer your, again, short question with a long answer, I think as an interim, I think the long form content, but more video interview podcast oriented, where you can listen to the audio as a podcast, but watch it you know, over lunch for a video or listen to it on your commute is kind of this new evolution, this new, uh, obviously an extension for me, but it's something I've been doing for years, something you've been doing for years, uh, but something that I think has become very much part of the mainstream and kind of that, the very trendy area of content marketing, especially because of that collaborative aspect where you know, I'm looking forward to this episode coming out. I'm looking forward to sharing this episode uh, to my network. Thank you again, Dave, for having me on. It's a feather in my cap to be honored to be on your show. And I think for every one of our clients, their guests likewise see it as an honor to be on our clients' shows. And so their guests are excited to share their episode with their circle of influence, which in turn markets my clients, markets their shows, but markets their practice as well. So I'm looking forward to sharing this episode to my circle for them to get to know you, David, and get to know your community and get to know the show at large. And yeah, no, it's really brilliant. Now, Vikram, we've covered a lot of territory today. If someone wants to go deeper with anything that you've shared or access any resources that you have, where would be the best place for them to go? Easiest place is my website. If they go to video socials, plural, videosocials.net, in the bottom right-hand corner will be a chat box. It's not a bot, B-O-T, it's a box. And that chat box goes straight to my cell phone. So if they want to type in a chat message, if I'm not available, of course, they can put their email in, but it goes to my cell phone and we can basically text right there. They can look me up on LinkedIn. I'm pretty easily found on social media, as you can imagine. But videosocials.net is easy. You can come as a free guest to one of our video blogging clubs. Uh, you can get to the VIP area, videosocials.vip is specifically for video interview podcasts. Uh, but they'll get to know me, get to know our video blogging clubs and get to know our members that way. Sounds great. Well, Vikram, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau and share your insights. My guest has been co-founder of Video Socials, Vikram Rajan. Thank you again, Vikram, for joining us. Thank you again, David. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. On today's episode with Vikram Rajan, we learned how you can use an easy system to create video content that can increase your word of mouth referrals. Do you struggle to take action on things like creating consistent content? Would you like to be part of a structured supportive process to help you implement ideas that you know will help you move the needle toward your goals? As a member of the Smash in the Plateau community, you'll have access to a structured process for growth. You'll also be a member of a community that's built to be a safe, caring place where inclusive, direct, active, and empowering conversations are welcome. Inside the Smash in the Plateau community, you'll find a range of tools and resources to support you as an entrepreneur, access to experts, and answers to your burning questions. If you are committed to getting your consulting, coaching, or small business to grow, 
on your own terms so that you can deliver great results to your ideal clients while supporting the lifestyle you want and you don't want to do it alone, apply to become a member of the Smashing the Plateau community. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com where we have additional resources to help consultants, coaches, and entrepreneurs build their business after a long career as an employed professional. We believe you should be able to do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm David Schreiner-Khan. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.